The Essence of Tea, episode 53. Welcome. You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Essence of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Jie, and today we have an absolutely amazing guest joining us. Her name is Christine Parks, and she is in North Carolina. For those of you who know about me, I'm located in Alaska, opposite sides of the country. And and for those of you who don't know me or my tea company, Sipping Streams Tea Company, I found out about Christine Parks a couple years ago during COVID when I was thinking about what else should I talk about on the topic of tea that I know. And one thing that I was interested in teaching more about in tea because our tea tours had canceled, so we were no longer visiting tea farms around the world, was growing your own tea. And so I literally just typed it in the search in the browser, how to grow your own tea. And up pops Christine Parks and her book, Grow Your Own Tea. Yes. (laughs) So this is Christine Parks. And um, Christine, would you like to introduce yourself and, and about your amazing book of the year? Okay. So her book, she's kind of modest because she's you know, a scientist. And so I'm sure she's not used to these, you know, talks with everyone in the tea world who just loves drinking tea. So yeah, I I'm friends with Norwood Pratt. So I am, I am, you know, used to talking tea (laughs) with a dramatic personality, no less. He's friends of Camellia Forest. So we know him from way back when, and then I knew him because of tea. So um, we had connections coming from both directions. And so Norwood Pratt has written many, many books on tea. And when I was a high school teacher, I was asked to teach a semester long class on tea. (laughs) I was a math and science teacher and they wanted me to teach another elective besides PE. I'm actually a certified PE teacher, but my background before that was I was an athletic trainer. So I worked in sports medicine at a physical therapy clinic. Anyways, I liked tea. And so the parents asked me to teach elective class on tea. And I used one of James Norwood Pratt's books. And he actually signed every single copy of them for the students in my tea class. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty, pretty amazing guy. Anyway, um, so yeah, introduce yourself. How well, so I'm Christine Parks. I um I have been growing my own tea uh for well. Let's just say I married into a family that grew camellias, grows camellias, and the tea camellia is one that we've been growing for over 40 years now. That said, I'm obviously not that old, right? Um, (laughs) I came to tea in the early 2000s when, you know, I first started seeing that we were selling a lot of tea plants to people. And the nursery is a mail order nursery. So um, it was one of the few places you could buy tea plants. And um, I was just like getting more and more fascinated by it. And then I went to Hangzhou, China on a trip when I was going to, we were adopting a daughter. And um, 
you know, literally I came home and, you know, I was head over heels in love with my daughter and with T and it was like, I know what I want to do the rest of my life. You know, I'm going to, we're going to start our own tea garden. We're going to do education. We're going to make our own teas. I will be learning the rest of my life. And I can't imagine anything else I'd rather do. And um, just like any long-term relationship, it turns out it takes a lot of hard work. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a lot of things to learn and that the learning was part of what I wanted. But when I first started, there really wasn't very much out there on sort of the practical aspects of growing tea for like anybody like me outside of the industry. There was a little bit for, you know, in English, it was in the the Indian tea industry um, in India, but, you know, very little guidance out there. And I wanted to know more, especially about the processing aspects of it. And um, because we'd been growing camellias forever. Anyway, we have over the last 15 to 20 years, you know, basically I call it tea gardening. So we have built tea gardens. Um, Probably every five years, we put in another few hundred plants. We have many, many different kinds of plants from all over the world. So um, that's how... That's how the family camellia business got started was it was part of a collection of rare um, rare camellias from places, for example, in southeastern China. We have we have tea plants that are they're like Assam types, um, but they're more like the wild tea tree types. So things that my father-in-law and husband have collected on trips overseas. And um, now I've begun the collection and we have plants from, you know, Korea and Japan and China and, you know, where's Sochi, Russia. That's one of my favorites. So along the way, we have several of those. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I had, already begun meeting lots of people across the U.S. There's not too many growing tea, but I I figured out that I wanted to meet everyone. And I went to the World Tea Expo and got to know um, one of the Hawaiian growers, Eva Lee. I don't know if you know her, Um, but anyway, because they were about, um, they had started a Hawaii tea growers, you know, cooperative or collaborative of some sort. And um, they were just a really great model uh, for learning about tea. Um, anyway, over time, I was, I was actually out on the West Coast visiting with a friend of mine, visiting a tea farm in Oregon uh, called Minto Gardens. And we... Oh, yeah. Uh, I think- you know Minto? Well, I've tried to talk to them when I was trying to buy tea plants. So before I found out, well, I heard about your book and then I was like, okay, where do I buy tea plants from? And I think I found your book off of a review of somebody else's website, but Mm -hmm. they had popped up in my search. So I was trying to send tea plants because it was our one year anniversary of our tea education program. So I was Mm -hmm. wanting to gift every student an actual tea plant and yeah. when COVID was like in full swing and everyone was, you know, buying house plants and gardening and things like that. So right, right. It's a great solace. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one company I tried to reach out to, but they were, they didn't have any more plants. They had a lot of people inquiring about them. Well, they're very busy and they're really, they're farmers, whereas we are, 
you know, I'm married to someone who runs a nursery and they're, my husband's job is basically selling plants to people. So um, I've learned though alongside of them and, and with my friend, my friend is a historian and she's my co-author on the book, um, Susan Walcott. Um, we were driving, you know, in Oregon and we're like, oh, this is so amazing to be able to visit this. And I wish more people knew about people growing tea like Elizabeth at Minto and gosh, we should write something about this. <laughs> and it could be, you know, we could describe all these people we know from California up through Seattle or north of Seattle and down on the East Coast and Southeast and that, that we could tell those stories and, and tell a little bit more about the history of tea grown in the U.S. And then we sat down across the table, a picnic table out at, at Elizabeth's place at Minto. And, and she's like, you know, what people really want to know is how to grow tea. I was like, well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, that's really hard. <laughs> that's a really it is hard. Concept. That's, you know, that's not a travel. That's, that's not a little piece of something. Anyway, it turned out that, you know, by request, um, I wrote this book on how to grow tea. And the, the funny thing is, you know, you'll see the title. So I learned from Timber Press, they're a real publisher of books that, you know, I have, dozens of these on my my shelf about growing this that and the other and they you know they had editorial um input and i wanted this to be the introductory guide to growing your own tea and they Not were like a full book you mean no, you wanted to no oh. it would be a book but they wanted to they called it the complete guide so <laughs> This is what I consider the complete introduction to growing your own tea, because there are so many lessons to be learned simply by doing um, and so much that we couldn't put in the book that um, anyway, it was funny. So I had a really, you know, it was a really great experience putting the book together. Um, you know, I keep learning. That was one of my things is I'm, I'm just constantly learning new things. And so um you know, it was a little hard to stop and, and to leave things out. But, um, you know, we, I think we made it, what I really wanted was to, to be able to write something that would be useful to both gardeners and tea lovers. So people who've never gardened before, um, but know a whole lot about tea. And then people who don't know anything about tea, but love to garden. So it was a really nice combination of being able to teach um, both, you know, about the plant, about the history and about the chemistry in processing. Um, but I don't know. I'll talk, I could talk all day about this. I give classes and workshops. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So, but, you know, one of the things, yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. That's, so you were telling me right before this that you've been working on, and I get your email newsletters too. So you're with Camellia Forest Nursery, okay. right? And yeah. and people can look Although, you up on? For the tea garden. Oh, what is it? Camellia Forest Tea Gardens. Well, okay. we're the tea gardens. So we have a tea garden website and there's the nursery. The nursery is a lot broader than just tea. So oh, just Okay. So when I had gone online, I think I looked up the nursery or something like that to order the tea plants yeah. from. And we well, that's were, because they've been around for so long. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so you're doing a new project right now on Patreon with like tea education, right. right? Can you tell us more about that and how people can learn more about tea, the tea plants and what you do there? Yeah. 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 So um, we actually started the Patreon site because in large part, because you know, of all those things that I couldn't put in the book, stuff that goes beyond the book, and then also as a way to reach people who can't come and visit. So we host on-site workshops, we have visitors, you know, we teach people everything from, you know, growing tea from seeds to, you know, touring the gardens and learning about the different types of plants. And um, what I decided to do, I had I'd learned about Patreon, I don't know, somewhere, but it was basically, um, we would begin doing sort of informal videos um, where people can learn alongside of us um, about what we're encountering in the gardens. And ultimately, I'd also like to include, you know, tours to other tea farms and things like that. But, you know, very hands-on, you know, here you are, come on over, let's look at this um, type of content. But then also, you know, a little bit more detail, nerd alert papers. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that in the newsletter. Um, I myself as a scientist, and you probably also have this interest in really understanding how things work. So... I'll go down that path of, of finding papers. And sometimes I find one that, that is um, particularly informative, um, maybe say about, oh, I don't know, what was the most recent one? Gosh, something about, I think this was about pruning or maybe it was about photosynthesis. Anyway, it, um, you know, it's just a place where we can contribute more information that goes far beyond the book. And also that's going to offer, we're going to be having monthly chats um, so people who are members can join us for tea. They can submit their questions. We'll discuss things um, and answer their questions about their own growing. Um, yeah, I think that would be so, so that's really helpful. Yeah. Because um, for us, like we were just on a call with David just a few weeks ago because they were doing so well. And then we did that documentary for PBS that you're just featured in this tiny clip. <laughs> Granted, it was only five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, hi. <laughs> and anyways. I want to come and like, Then the plants yeah. seem to go downhill and we're like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Like, what is going oh, no. on right now? It was just very unexpected because, you know, we're we're in a high tunnel greenhouse where it gets 35 below right. it was 20 below yesterday and nothing inside the geothermal heating source changed it was still hot and then we're like what yeah. is going on and we realized because we didn't know we didn't know that much about tea i mean i've been to tea growing regions yeah. but year round and i've never been in the tea gardens in the winter time of what they would look like. And I hadn't right. seen that before that I was just like, oh my gosh, like these plants are all about to die right now. Something drastically is changing. But it was because I didn't have experience in the dormancy period right. or what that goes through. And I feel like your Patreon service right. is gonna be so useful in all these little tips and tricks of what you can see happens in the cycle of a year. 
Right. I mean, I wanted, it's a little bit hard to start in the winter because, you know, we're out in the garden and you're like, look at these leaves. They look <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you know? But I want to reassure people that, you know what, leaves look terrible in my garden too, you know, wait until you see this in a couple months. You know, these are old leaves. This is, sun, you know, this is what happens when you have exposure to light in the winter and, you know, and it's really cold and, you know, in a, in a greenhouse is, is different, of course, um, but not that different. I mean, we have greenhouses too, but we let them go very cold. So anyway, we can talk more about your, your situation is so unique. I can't wait to learn more about it over the years ahead, because I'm sure you will succeed. Um, We know somebody, did I tell you? Um, We know somebody growing tea in a greenhouse in Michigan, right? Uh The only reason I, I think she's had to come back and get new, she's even sold her processed tea to someone in Japan because it was so obviously it's pretty unique. Um, but anyway, she is an, uh, more was an herbal tea person, but she dedicated a, a whole greenhouse to growing tea um, up in Michigan. So it was like, that is definitely not, you know, a normal tea ecosystem, but you know, where there's a will, there's a way um, maybe except in East Texas or West Texas or something. I don't know <laughs> where there's a will and some skill and some knowledge and, you know, then some good luck, I suppose. But Well, yeah. And for us, like we had all these baby plants growing like crazy from the seeds. So yeah. they were seeding, like just flowering and flowering and we're like not stopping. And I'm like, how long are they supposed to flower for? Because they had been flowering for like at least three months. Yeah. And they're supposed to slow down and stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did. They stopped. <laughs> but we're like, Good. what are we doing wrong? Because if they're going to flower, they're creating fruit versus, you know, making leaves. Right. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Right. But anyways, the nice thing about this greenhouse and how the situation is, is that all these baby seeds started sprouting. Like growing now up, you, you just already started growing your own new tea. Yeah. Yeah. We have like, I don't know, like 10 baby plants. I mean, they're growing pretty fast, but it's only because it's so yeah. warm in there. And we yeah. did turn down the temperature. So they look like they're doing a little bit yeah. better now because it was just like 80 degrees. Right. <laughs> well, and that's I think I need to write about this. We're just getting ready to put out our spring newsletter. And I wanted to talk about you know, dormancy and what breaks dormancy. And there's like, there's day length. So the amount of light they get. And then there's the soil, the temperature of the soil. And those two things together are what determine whether or not the plant is, you know, going to start growing or stop growing and slow down or flower. And so, yeah, and it needs to go through these cycles. Um, Anyway, it's, uh, there's a lot to talk about, but you know, the, the, the thing that struck me. So as a scientist, when I went to go write the book was, you know, okay, first of all, I don't know everything, right. I'm on a learning curve too. And I want to know what, what is, what are the most difficult parts for people? Because, you know, we've been growing camellias for a long time. So we pretty much know what we're doing, although we've made plenty of our own mistakes. Um, 
So I did a survey and I went back to a whole bunch of customers um, from, you know, 10 years, past 10 years um, uh, that had ordered tea from the nursery. And um, we got over a hundred responses and I had people answer questions and it, you know, it turned out, well, it is actually a little bit harder than I thought to get started with tea. And so I learned, you know, I really wanted to build the book up around these lessons like plan before planting and the really important thing about drainage and pH and, and how getting through those first several years does take more work. But then once it's established, it's really pretty impressive what tea can do. And yeah, like right now we're getting our soil tested just because yeah. we want to prepare because spring is coming. I mean, you might have spring, but, you know, it, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's spring here because it's been minus 20. This is called breakup season. I don't know if you've ever heard of that in Alaska. We yeah. have breakup. What happens is it gets really warm during the day and it will swing 50 degrees down like drop 50 degrees, just like other places, Idaho, uh -huh. other places like that. But ours are sub-zero temperatures, you know, and then yeah. it will evaporate. And then it just slowly like lowers the level of the snow pack and then it's gone. So gone. It, so our springs are pretty short and then yeah. our summers are long and our winters are long, but our springs and falls are very short. Yeah, so- yeah, because because we increase in the sunlight right now. So every week we're getting about an hour of sunlight every week and then yeah. we'll have summer solstice um, and then it drops down and then it's no sunlight. So then we have those grow lights in the high tunnel, um, right. you know, on timers and things like that. So um, but right now the greenhouse manager is like, we really need to know what's in the soil because we have actually no idea. Like, how should we oh. fertilize it? How should we take yeah. care of it? What's the pH of it? Um, right. he's never and if you read it. the book, you know, in order to get the optimum nutrients from your soil, tea needs to be an acidic soil. Mm -hmm. And if, if you don't know what built, it is, right. I mean, often if you're doing vegetable gardening or whatever, you, you, you kind of raise the pH a little bit, but you know, you can kind of go neutral, but as soon as you start getting, um, into acidic range, it's a little bit similar to blueberries. It likes mm. the same. I don't know if you can grow blueberries or, or have that. We have wild blueberries. Wild <laughs> blueberries. I bet you do. Uh, uh, anyway, so between that survey, so that survey sort of gave me a sense of, well, well, it is actually, you know, there are some really important things that people need to know so that they can succeed. And that's really important to me that we help people succeed with their plants. Um, and, uh, the other thing though that we did was that we also went and we surveyed all these people who are, are farming tea and found out, you know, their best practices, their biggest challenges and sort of folded all that into, into the book in terms of the, the lessons. So we're still learning lessons here and we're testing things and, you know, um, exploring, you know, right now we're planting a shade tea garden. So, um, you know, tea is actually a natural understory plant. You put it out in the, in the full sun, it, it will certainly be productive. Um, and there's a whole argument about whether or not you should have shade trees in tea plantations. But, um, but it actually thrives, you know, even with 40 to 50% shade, 
And that can be a protection for plants that are either sensitive, like um, the large leaf Assam type plants. Um, and it also can and just enhance some of the flavors, you know, Japanese, certain Japanese teas times of years, they will do a really heavy shading. Well, even that moderate shade influences the, the qualities in your leaf and the color. Even I have one row in my garden. It's, it's all the same plant, you know, it's clones and one part of it gets a whole lot more sun than the other. And you can really tell, you know, the shady part grows slower, but it also has this really intense, deep green. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes I was wondering about that for us because we have natural, natural shading, right? Like I, I was yeah. telling you earlier, like I'm drinking my white tea from tea leaves that I picked. I'd say it'd be white tea because I just picked and dried them. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, hard. well, that is <laughs> that's essentially it's it's like a slow drying, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just. I just, okay, they're dry now. And it will, it will oxidize slowly. You can dry it a little bit in the oven at a, you know, to sort of bring down the, the, the water, the percent water in the, in the leaves, but mm -hmm. yeah, you and know, it was, it'll age. but it was so green in that little short PBS documentary. That's what I was drinking. And it was like shockingly really green. And I was like, Whoa, this is so intense. I hardly put like any length of time of steeping in it. And then yeah. I steeped it again and then it was just so viscous and thick and smooth. And that was picked in December where we had almost wow. no more sunlight then other it's than a, the grow lamps that we had. Really <laughs> weird. That's really weird. <laughs> but I'm sure we can figure this out. Um, so. I know that is, um, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed when I have people come and visit, so you know, I've traveled overseas. That was part of what turned me on to tea was having really good tea. You know, it was like, wow, I didn't know tea could be like this. And so one of the things I've noticed, though, is that fresh tea almost always tastes pretty darn good. Fact, <laughs> better, you know, my husband used to say, aren't you worried this doesn't taste like normal tea? And I was like, like normal Sorry, Lipton iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not worried about that. Um, but uh, it almost always tastes really delicious. So even, even you know, if you can't grow more than a, just a plant, you get a handful of shoots and you make a cup of this tea and you taste what it can be mm -hmm. what in that plant. Um, and then what is in that, you know, that season, that last two weeks when it was growing. You know, you're tasting, yeah. I'm tasting, I think it's a, I, I've been doing this thing where I take and I make a little white tea every, every time I harvest throughout the season. So we go from April through like August, September and whatever I've harvested, I make into a little white batch of white tea and I'm tasting the differences over the season. You know, first flush white is always better. Right. It's it's very desirable, but it's it's really cool to think, oh, I'm tasting, you know, I'm tasting the sun of summer, July, you know, July. And here we are in March. Yeah. So, Christine, so how can they find out more about you? They have the there's the book, the Grow Your Own Tea. You can buy it pretty much like anywhere online. And I think from your website, too. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. The nursery sells it. And actually, if people want to support us, you know, so Patreon is actually Patreon's going to have this membership. It has a membership option, but we're also going to be offering sort of um, recorded workshops that are accessible to people who even aren't, you know, don't want to be part of a membership, but want to have something beyond the book, um, (laughs) you know, pictures and, and demonstrations of how things work. So um, we have that, you know, I have, I have Instagram and Facebook and we try to use those, but um, yeah, well, you know, I think that's the main way that we're trying to connect with people now is through this Patreon. Um, so platform. for those people who don't know what have, Patreon is, like, yeah. how do they find you on Patreon, this new platform? Okay. Oh, yeah. Platform. Okay. Yeah. Duh. So <laughs> I think you look up Camellia Forest and, you know, Patreon is basically it's like patrons kind of so there's a lot of this in the arts but then it's also used for education so we consider tea to be an art but it's also we're creating content that will helpfully help people and um be part of a you know also help people be part of our story you know we want to be part of their story and have a successful story for them growing their own tea but then they can also be part of our story um which is really as we're building this and sharing this with people. Um, you know, I give talks regularly. I've got one next week um, for the Herb Society of America. So that'll be a really nice chance if anybody's interested. I think if you're not a member, you can you can join that for $5, um, Herb Society of America. And I'll be doing a whole, you know, hour slideshow or presentation on how to grow your own tea. So it'll, you know, it'll have some of the same materials as in the book, but it'll have my, my little asides probably. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can't put everything in the book. <laughs> no, you can't put everything in the book, nor can you do that in a, um, you know, a 45 minute talk. So that's where the Patreon thing comes in. So that when, whenever we're in the garden, we can be like, Hey, this is really cool. Let's record it and show them, you know, let's show them. Okay. Look at this plant. You see how the leaves are sunburned on this side, but in the shade where you had winter shade protecting the plant, they're bright green, you know, they're beautiful green. So, you know, this is what we mean by it's nice to have an evergreen shade in the winter in the morning, um, because when you get um, the sun coming out and it's way below freezing, it can burn the leaves of the plant. I burn is a, is one way of, you yeah. Know, so anyway, I don't know. That's just one example, but we're always, I mean, I always, I found that even though I really love making tea and growing tea, I like teaching tea just about as much. And so being able to share those teachable moments um, on a, you know, a regular basis uh, when we're in the garden. Um, that's, that's what that was all about. So um Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for being our guest on the Essence of Tea podcast. And so don't forget to check her out on um, Patreon, Camellia Forest, right? Yep. And then online, they could look you up by looking up Camellia Forest uh, Tea Garden. Tea Gardens. Yeah. Camellia Forest Tea Gardens. And you can sign up for our, our newsletter there. Um, and the newsletter is, you know, it's every, um, 
you know, four times a year, we put out a little bit more information and uh, love to have teachable moments there too. So. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to us today and I hope you check her out. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy um, and excited about your project there too. And just one more thing. I have an absolutely free mini course coming up April 4th. It's called the Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. And if you're interested in learning more about the health benefits of tea, you don't want to miss out. I haven't taught this class in over a year, and I know lots of people have loved it and have been asking when I'm teaching it again. So here's your chance to take this online mini course for free. Sign up today at universa-t.com. That's universa-t.com.